Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Gelman Report. I'm your host, Ellie Gelman, and finally, we are back recording another episode. It has been months since the last Gelman Report episode has been published, um, so I apologize for that, but I was really busy this past year with school and getting ready for college, but thankfully, with the summer coming up, that is all done, so we're going to be recording and publishing episodes more consistently throughout this entire summer vacation. Uh, And so we're going to start it off with our first episode back talking about the New England Patriots. So last year, the Patriots had a pretty good off, had a pretty good season. They went 10 and 7. They were second in the AFC West and they had a lot of bright spots, um, especially um, coming from their quarterback position, position, drafting their quarterback of the future, Mac Jones. Uh, pick 15 and he had a pro bowl season um, a surprising season honestly and it seemed like they were going to be set up for success in the future years um, and yeah so they made the playoffs they're looking for a solid playoff run but this is where the disappointment begins as in the wild card round they lost to their division rival the buffalo bills 47 to 14 an absolute blowout just disappointing uh, humiliation for the Patriots and Bill Belichick. The Buffalo Bills did not punt one time that entire game, scored on every single one of their possessions. Um, just Mac Jones looked like a rookie in that game, and the Patriots' defense was outmatched by the firepower in the Buffalo Bills uh, in the Buffalo Bills uh, offense. Um, so you know, they did have some bright spots, as I mentioned, Mac Jones. Uh, Nelson Aguilar had a good season. Kendrick Bourne had the best season of his entire career. Ramondre Stevenson, rookie running back, also um, played pretty well. But overall, um, I would say it was a disappointing end to season. And I, I thought that the Patriots were gonna, you know, see uh, that you know they last off season they spent the most money out of any team. And so I thought they were going to see that that spending money in the offseason and making big moves was going to lead to success. That they saw that that led to success. Um, and I thought they were going to do something similar this offseason, but they've done quite the opposite. And I think that it's time for us um, as NFL fans to, to get a little worried for the Patriots. Um, and so, you know, they did make some offseason moves. Um, they did. They brought in Devontae Parker. They drafted another a speedy wide receiver, Tyquan, Tyquan Thornton, number fifty overall um, wide receiver from Baylor. Um, and you know, and then they brought back key pieces: Devin McCourty, Trent Brown, and, and, Malcolm, and Malcolm Butler, and Jabril Peppers. So really beefing up the defensive side of the ball. But and and Mac Jones. There's been reports um, from beat reporters and from Patriots players that he's in the best shape of his life, and in, and supposedly he's a dark horse for MVP this year. But besides that, their offseason has been really quiet um, and and disappointing. And really, you know, underwhelming, especially because, you know, you start off with all the key players that they lost. Uh, defensive lineman Chase Winovich, they traded to the Browns. They lost their best defensive player, J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson signed a massive deal with the Chargers. The Patriots refused to even offer him a close to that amount of money. Kyle Van Noy, they released him. Um, Brandon Bolded, Jakob Johnson fullback and running back and then Shaq Mason one of their best offensive linemen they traded to the Buccaneers to reunite with Tom Brady Um, so those are pieces that they lost in free agency um, that were big pieces for them um, in their success in the 2021 season Um, and 
you know, and looking at their linebacker group, they haven't re-signed Dante Hightower and Jamie Collins, two starters um, on the defensive side of the ball that, um, two, two starters on the defensive side of the ball um, that are really important to them for their success. So that's just, you know, key players that they lost. That's just, it's not helping them at all. Um, and they didn't really replace a lot of those players in free agency. Um, and along with, and so you could, you would assume that they would replace those players in the draft, but they had arguably the worst draft out of any single team, um, in the NFL, starting off with the first pick that they had, which was the first round number 29, uh, they drafted Cole Strange, an offensive guard from Chattanooga. So he's a solid pick. He's a solid player. Don't get me wrong, but he, in most mock drafts was going in the late second, um, or in some mock drafts, going in the third round. Um, and then they drafted in the fourth round at number 137 overall, they drafted Bailey Zappi, which the quarterback from Western Kentucky. And I don't know why they would draft a player. I don't know why they would draft another quarterback. And a fourth round pick is valuable. I don't know why they would use such a valuable pick on a quarterback when they already have a, a reasonably good quarterback in Mac Jones, who's only going to get better. Um, so I don't I see I see that's a uh, a wasted draft pick when they could have used that fourth overall pick to get uh, a defensive player or an offensive lineman something that could you, they could play right away and, and help them win. Um, and I'm not the only one that thinks that they had a bad draft. Mel Kiper Jr., ESPN draft analyst, gave them a C plus draft grade, which is one of the worst out of the entire NFL. So I'm just confused about their their offseason with the lack of offensive moves that they with the lack of free agent signings that they did and with their um i guess they're just fine with letting go of star players like jc jackson is one of the best corners in the nfl why would you not try to bring him back why would you let go of kyle van Noy, a solid veteran running back why would you trade away shaq mason that just doesn't make any sense to me also a great offensive lineman and then draft not very good um, you know, they did draft Taekwon Thornton, that is positive. But even with that, they still have big holes in the offense, especially at the wide receiver position. They have a lot of great wide receivers, you know, wide receiver twos and threes, but no wide receiver one like the rest of the AFC East does. And so that's what I want to talk about for the rest of this video is how this lack of these lack of moves that they've had is, you know, is even worse because every other team in the AFC East has gotten better. If you look at the Dolphins, look how look how much money they spent in free agency. They draft they 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 signed three running backs: Chase Edmonds, Sonny Michelle, and Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds have incredible speed, and with their new coach Mike McDaniel's, he, they're going to be used extremely well. Sonny Michelle, as you saw, still is a great running back. He won the Super Bowl with the Rams. You know essentially being the lead back for a lot of the season with Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers injured. Um, and those aren't the biggest moves that they even had. They just, they traded for Tyreek Hill, one, a top five wide receiver in the NFL. They got they signed Tyreek Ar left tackle, Taron Armstead, a great left tackle, uh, offensive guard Connor Williams, Emmanuel Ogba. The list just goes on and on and on. Melvin Ingram signing all these great offensive linemen and defensive players to beef up their team. And they are the the team that's spending big money because they know that they can compete in this AFC East and they're not afraid to use this money. Um, and they already had a team filled of talent, Tua, Jalen Waddle, um, Xavier Howard, who they who signed a new five-year contract for $90 million. Javon Holland, one of the best safeties 
in the NFL. Byron Jones, another great corner. Christian Wilkins, Mike Gusecki, who signed the franchise tag. So they brought back all these amazing players and signed new ones to really beef up their team. And that they're not the only team that did that. You look at the Bills, too. Signed Jamison Crowder, O.J. Howard, an explosive tight end. Signed one, one, two, three, four offensive linemen. Bobby Hart, Ike Bogert, David David Questenberry, Roger Saffield. Oh, five, and Mitch Morris, all offensive linemen to, to help protect their star quarterback in Josh Allen. Shaq Lawson, they signed Jordan Phillips. And the biggest signing of them all, Von Miller, six years, $120 million. They are not afraid to spend big money. And especially, they really, um, the Bills killed their draft. They got at pick 23, they got cornerback out of Florida, Kair Elam, one of the best corners in the draft. Then they got one of the best running backs in the draft at pick 31 with James Cook. And then at pick 180, they got, excuse me, they got Pat Ariza, which is supposedly the punt god, the best punter in the NFL, the, in the draft. So they just killed this offseason with the signings, with the re-signings, and with the draft. And they already have an extremely, extremely deep and uh, talented roster. Josh Allen, Devin Singletary, Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Micah Hyde. Dawson Knox, Jordan Poyer, Trey White, one of the, some of the best defensive players in the NFL. And then you look at the Jets, and they did something very similar to what the Bills did. They signed C.J. Uzama. They signed Connor McDermott, Dan, Dan Feeney, Lincoln Thompson, offensive lineman, beefing up that line, Solomon Thomas, D.J. Reed, Jordan Whitehead. And that's not even the best part. While they did sign some new players, they had the best draft. Mel Kiper Jr., the same person who gave the Patriots a C-plus draft grade, gave the Jets an A-plus. They got Sauce Gardner at pick four, the best corner in the league, in the, in the draft. They got Garrett Wilson at pick 10, the best wide receiver in the draft. They got at 26, Jermaine Johnson, the second defensive end from Florida State, arguably the best defensive end in the draft, and coming into draft season was a top 10 pick and fell to 26 for them. And then then they got um, players in the second and third and fourth rounds. Brett, Brees Hall, the best running back in the draft at number 36, going to the Jets. One of the best tight ends in the draft, Jamie Ruckert from Ohio State, going to the Jets. Then they got offensive lineman Matt Mitchell, Michael Clemens, defensive end from Texas A&M. They had an amazing, amazing draft. And not even just the top tier players that they got um, in the three first round picks they had, but going down to the lower picks were all smashes and home runs. Um, and and again, they also have a really, really talented roster. Zach Wilson, who I believe is going to have a breakout year with this improved offensive line, improved offensive line and improved roster as a whole. They got Michael Carter, Elijah, Elijah Moore, uh, Corey Davis, Elijah Vera Tucker, Quinn Williams, Bryce Hall. Really, really talented players on that team. And just adding all those more uh, talented players and all those great bodies onto this team is going to really improve their roster. And so I think that it's not crazy to say that out of the four teams in the AFC East, the New York Jets, the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, and the New England Patriots, the Patriots have the worst. They will have they will be last in in the division, and they'll have the worst record. And it's it's not crazy to say that they have the they have the worst uh, roster. You know, arguably, I guess you could say that. Uh, you know. Who I, I think you can, it's not crazy to say that Mac Jones is not is on the same level as Tua and Zach Wilson, um, and definitely have the, they definitely have the worst wide receiver group and running group group, uh, tight end, cornerback, uh, defensive line, O line, all of that I 100% agree um, that they do not have uh, that they have the top that they have the worst 
um, position. They have the worst group in those positions. And so I think that their lack of depth and their lack of talent on this team is going to hold them back from a success, successful season this come this year. Um, and I think that they're going to finish last um, in the AFC East with a record of seven and ten. Um, actually, I have them finish. I have them finishing seven and ten, which isn't going to be last, but it's going to be tied for last um, with the Jets. If you look at every all these four teams' um, uh, schedules, the Bills have an extremely, I think, easy schedule. I have them losing only two games, going fifteen and two, only losing to the defending champs. Um, the Buffalo Bills, and then losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. But besides that, they they beat the the Titans, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the the Steelers, um, the Browns. I think this team is really really talented. That's for another video though. Um, and then you have the the Dolphins, who I also think are really talented. I think that the Dolphins beat the Patriots the first week of the season, um, and then the Dolphins. I think they they have a easy schedule. I think they beat you know. I think they go on a four-game win streak from week six to week nine. They play the Vikings, the Steelers, the Lions, and the Bears, some of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, and then they play the Texans a few weeks later. Uh, and yeah, so uh, I think that uh, the Dolphins are going to overtake the Patriots for that uh, for the number two team in the in the conference in the division. Excuse me. Um, and the Patriots going seven and ten because I think they don't have a talented roster and they have a they have a difficult schedule. You know they play uh, they play the Ravens and then they play the Packers and the Browns and um, and the Bills. They play the Bills twice. Then they play the New Raiders who are extremely talented. Then they, they play the the NFC champs. Uh, what's it called? The, the the Bengals and the and if Kyler Murray plays the Cardinals, they play such great teams that I don't think that they're going to end up having such a great season. Um, I think they go seven and ten, like I said, tied with the Jets, and so I think it's going to be disappointing season for Patriots, and I think it it might be time for Patriots fans to look at uh, their coach, especially Bill Belichick. He he's a player that's it's my way or the highway, and I think his way is is not working out. Last year, I think they they last year I I don't know I don't I want to I don't I don't want to say they get they got lucky. But their last year was a big fortunate year for them. But this year, I don't think it's going to work out, especially with the improved rosters from the Jets and the Dolphins. I think they're going to have a lot of trouble competing in one of the most talented, um, talented divisions in all of football. And so, I think that they're going to have a lot of trouble this year. And so, I'm 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 having a seven and ten record for them, and being tied for last, obviously missing the playoffs. Um, and yeah. So that's what I think. Uh, let me know what you guys think in the comments. Uh, thank you guys for listening and watching. We're going to be back with more consistent episodes, hopefully every single week. Um, and yeah, this was really great to be back on the podcast recording and talking about sports. Uh, and yeah, so thank you guys so much, and I'll see you later.